Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. I personally am so excited for this episode. I'm interviewing the wonderful Lois, who is a recruiter, and she is incredible and she's amazing. And if you have any questions about the recruitment industry, what that looks like, this is the episode for you. But we also find out some really good tips for interview and how to find a job that will really suit you, as well as if you are employing people, how to find an employer that will really suit you. So this episode really is for everyone, regardless of if you're interested in having a job in the human resources, people management, networking world, this episode is for you. So enjoy. I'm just going to call Lois right now, jump right into it, and I'm excited to hear everything that she has to say. I hope you enjoy too. Hello, how are Hello. you? Hello, good. How are you, Lois? Yeah, really well, really thank good. you. I'm glad. Well, thank you so, so much for your time today. Appreciate no, it. No, it's all good. Um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Me Recruitment too. world is something I'm definitely interested in and human resources and people management and working in teams. And I yeah. personally have a lot of questions. And so I'm sure that others will really find it valuable as well and enjoy right. more, hearing more. So I guess right. to begin, I think it would be useful to hear a short, just two sentence summary. If someone asked you what your job was, what would you say it is? What is your role at the moment? Okay, so I lead the marketing and digital division at Talent Path. And essentially what my role is, is to create really long-term valued relationships with both clients and candidates alike um, and match the right candidate to the right client um, so that candidate can add value to the business and find the career that they really want. Amazing. Just making everybody happy and loving the job well, that they have. hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure you do a great job. Uh, so then I love hearing about how people reach the place that they are today. So I was wondering if you could explain to us what your career and life path has been a little bit like, especially since high school. How did you end up where you were today? And did you always expect to be leading a team of people in the recruitment sphere? Great. Okay. So no, I never ever <laughs> in my wildest of dreams would have imagined that first of all I would be in Australia and secondly would be working in recruitment um during high school I was always really geared towards marketing in particular really journalism um so I finished high school I went to university where I studied media and specialized in journalism um and I was really really motivated and passionate and really kind of I'm going to be this no one tell me that I'm not um so I undertook a lot of internships I did a lot of work experience with local newspapers with local media agencies with tv production companies just to kind of figure out where in that media space I wanted to really be um and I did manage to get a few kind of paid journalism gigs um but by the time I'd finished university I'd really kind of fallen a little bit out of love with journalism um I think I went into it with an idea of it being really glamorous and it is absolutely not um and where I was living in the UK it wasn't there was one newspaper that I could work for there wasn't many opportunities um and I wasn't really ready to kind of move away at that point um so I just kind of fell into a role which is 
quite similar to kind of recruitment, but it was for the equivalent of, I guess, the Department of Human Services or Centrelink in the UK. Okay. Um, so it's a job centre and it was during the global financial crisis. So mm-hmm. there I was, fresh out of uni, 21 years old and living in a small industrial town where a lot of people within their probably 50s predominantly male had been made redundant or let go from their work and it was my job to kind of educate them about job seeking look at areas where um, they could upskill and then put them through the required training and and really coach and mentor them now as you can imagine these people had never been out of work before Um, a lot of the roles they came from were like the steel works and really heavy industry um So for me, it was a really big learning curve and it was a big test of my resilience because Mm -hmm. I really had to kind of prove to them that I was there and I was almost an equal to them, even though I was young enough to be their granddaughter a lot of the time. Um, So that was a big kind of, yeah, and it it was in the kind of socio-demographic area where in some families it was actually frowned upon to to work um which really goes against everything that I stand for um so I found that really challenging so I did that for a while and then I went um into a role where I was doing more of the business development for employees and and candidates that had been out of work for even longer than they you know than I'd been dealing with before Mm -hmm. um and that was in a really rural and remote area in Wales where again people were a bit hesitant and didn't really trust me so this big kind of prove myself path um from there my career took a bit of a a turn and I worked for Swansea University um and then I came to Australia so I've been (laughs) thank you I'm so happy to be here um so I've been here nine years now and I came over on a working holiday and didn't really think too much about my career just had a bit of fun for the first year yeah and then thought you know what I need to knuckle down and get back to what I love um so I took a role or um, an internal recruitment role with a registered training organisation and spent three or four years there um, just, you know, learning the Australian way to do recruitment and it was all in-house. So I was recruiting purely for that organisation, but there were a number of different universities and and training companies that fell under that. So although it was one business, each of those had its own kind of brand. So I was representing a number of different brands within the one organization um from there yeah so from there I came to talent path which is a recruitment agency and I've been here this is going into my fifth year um I started off in the business services space which is essentially all of your admin and operational roles and I now lead the marketing and digital division um yeah so essentially my role is it's varied I have a number of core responsibilities but the two main elements of the role are first of all being able to establish relationships with businesses that I want to work with and I only really align myself with businesses that I feel match who I am Um, and then the other element of the role is being able to attract candidates that I think would be a good match for that client and then being able to kind of bring them together for the perfect role. Huge job. And it's crazy to hear about all the different roles you've done over the years and how it's all worked out and every individual opportunity that you took, even if you thought it was maybe strange at the time, helped you with 
the talents and the experiences that you now need to use each day. And I guess something that I found interesting is any recruiters I have talked to before say exactly what you said, which is I just Mm -hmm. kind of fell into it. I kind of fell into the sphere. But then I guess what I'm wondering is if someone thought that, oh, I want to be a recruiter. How do you get there without just falling into it? Good question. Um, and you're right. I think most people don't grow up thinking, when I'm older, I want to be a recruiter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm really, really so happy that I did fall into it. It's my passion. I'm, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of part of my role here at Tanner Path is to nurture people that are new to the business and that have never done recruitment before. Mm-hmm. So I see what really excites people and, and why they want to come here. And I think there are a few different things that you can do to best position yourself to get into recruitment. Um, I think you need to have a really strong work ethic. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone that has done you know, kind of voluntary work before or extracurricular stuff whilst they've been in high school and university, that will always impress anyone within recruitment because you have to have that kind of self-motivation ingrained Mm -hmm. within you. I also think all of that exposure really adds to your life experience. And our roles as recruiters are very much to consult. So the more information we know, the better place we'll be. I also think as well, if you know the kind of industry that you want to recruit for, it's really where you'd be really well positioned to immerse yourself in that as much as you can, whether it's scouring seek to see what kind of roles are being advertised, going to networking events. Make sure you have a good LinkedIn profile. That's kind of like the holy grail for recruiters. Um, It's a true representation of who you are and and it's very visible and gets you out there and builds upon your public brand. Um, Branding is so crucial when you're in recruitment because you want to be the go-to person that people think of when they have a role. Um, A lot of the bigger agencies do really good kind of entry-level recruitment processes and will really do a solid training to get you up to the level that you need to be. And here at Talent Path, we do a really solid induction plan as well. So for me, I started out in recruitment by doing more of a candidate management and resourcing role, very entry level, very much an admin and coordination piece. And I think any good recruiter will start by doing the very basic of basic roles Mm -hmm. so that you get the full exposure and that you can grow up the ladder as you go. So I'm really grateful that I started in that position because that means that I'm able to completely do all areas of my job because I've grown up the ranks and had to do it all. Yeah, that does make sense. And I guess what you were saying as well, knowing that you have that work ethic that you had to put in to go up the ranks you kind of get what you put in and it also yeah. and then again that experience that enables you to relate to everybody it's really really cool yeah absolutely and with recruitment you're either an internal recruitment working purely within one organization representing that organization yeah. or you're in an agency where you're representing multiple different organizations and essentially you're running your own little business so the harder you work and the smarter you work the more you're going to get out of it yeah I feel like that's a really unique job in that sense, Mm. which I think is beneficial for the people who do have a really strong work ethic. And it's Mm. special to be able to see this much effort is going to get me here and I'm responsible for what I create and who I get to help and connect to each other and network. That's kind of, I feel like that would be very rewarding. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And and you're right. It's having the confidence to back yourself, to, to really, you know, 
strive to work with certain organizations. So there's businesses on my wish list that have been there for a few years, but I'm mm-hmm. chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. Um, and we actually, we were granted an agreement with one of the biggest ones that we've wanted for a long time a couple of weeks ago. And that was such Amazing. a win because yeah. we've really worked hard for that. <laughs> That's cool. And so it's wonderful to hear about your official title and your official role and everything. But what does it actually look like for you on just a standard regular day? Good question. Um, There is no standard day in all honesty. Um, So every day I'll come to work, I will have my list of things that I want to achieve. And it's very, very rare that I'll get through the entirety of that list. Uh So one of the most important things I would say in terms of a character trait for a recruiter would be agility um, Mm -hmm. and the ability to kind of switch your focus as and when is needed. Um, There might be an urgent job that comes in where they want somebody to start tomorrow. So it's like all hands on deck trying to find somebody. Um, or it could be that we're working on multiple different roles. We've got to switch our focus as and when. But a typical day essentially will involve a number of things. So first of all, it will be making sure I'm on top of my emails. Really imperative that we respond in a really timely manner to our candidates and clients because it's all about that respect and that relationship. Um, Another element of my day is always registering candidates. So it's getting out there, meeting people, interviewing them, learning about their motivations, their competencies, but also what they really want out of life and what Mm -hmm. they want out of their career. Um, another element will be getting in front of our partners and our organizations that we're working with and representing and really understanding exactly who they are as a business and the kind of person that would fit for that kind of organization. And then another part of my role is, um, making sure that my social media presence is really prevalent and being able to impart knowledge that I found along the way through all of those conversations with clients and candidates. So providing a lot of market insights and educating people on this is what candidates are expecting. This is what businesses are offering. But it changes all the time. (laughs) Well, I feel like you summed it up pretty well with that word agility at the start. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Just balancing it all, having your structures, Absolutely. but also trusting yourself to work it out on the fly. It's pretty cool. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And I think trusting yourself is a huge thing. We listen to our gut a lot as recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody that really knows their own mind and trust is their, trusts their instinct. Um, again, another really good character trait for, for a good yeah. recruiter. It's amazing. I actually want to touch on that a little bit because when you said you started studying journalism, And you said it was something that you were really, really passionate about and you ended up falling out of love with it. I can imagine that would have been quite difficult or I can think for myself if there was something I was passionate about and then I stopped enjoying it. And I can imagine I would be quite hard on myself or feel like I should Mm. persevere, but also find it hard to just switch careers or switch options. But is Mm. that kind of where you learnt to trust your gut a little bit more? Yeah, um, I think... In terms of my own instinct, there's been lots of contributing factors. I think, yeah, yeah, that could have been definitely one of them. And I did feel a little bit lost after it and having to work out, you know, well, what am I going to do? And it is then following your instinct and taking one of the opportunities that will arise as a result. But I think as well, life experience is so, so critical. So Mm -hmm. it's not all just about your professional career. Um, I think any good solid recruiter has to have an has to have a really good 
emotional intelligence and awareness and empathy mm. and understand that there are lots of different factors that might happen in people's lives that might you know you might question a resume and think that doesn't look quite right but then if you talk to a candidate and they they tell you why their resume looks like that yeah. you then have to listen to your own gut and work out whether is that really the case or there's lots that go into it so i think definitely having the ability to be emotionally aware to understand what your own self wants and what's true for others as well is really important yes Wow, it's a huge job, but very impressive. And I guess you do just have to be a huge people person and love working with people, love being able to empathize and hear stories. So then when a client or a candidate approaches your company, could you talk us through the general process from start to end of then that person filling a role or them getting a job? And what is your role throughout that whole process? I'm sure it's huge and again, different all the time, but just generally... Yeah, absolutely. So it can happen in two different ways. So most of the time, if it's a new client or new business that we're working with, so we refer to businesses as clients um, and obviously the job seeker as candidates. Um, So I'll talk through what we do in terms of the client side and then the candidate side. So with a client, it could be that we are contacting them because we've seen that they've got an opportunity that we want to recruit or we just really want to align ourselves with that business. Mm -hmm. Or it could be that they approach us. um, And when that happens, it usually is from an existing relationship. So it might be the HR person. We've worked with them in another organization and they've gone to this business and they reach out to us. So whenever we do get um, a job that comes into us, we go out in person and take a verbal brief with mm-hmm. that client. And the reason that we go out to them in person is, first of all, I think face to face is always best to really get that true valued relationship. Yeah. Um, it also gives you an opportunity to have a look at the environment because understanding what their office is like, meeting the team, getting your head around what their culture is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes cultural fit is more important than the skills because skills can be taught, but who you are as a person yeah. can't be shaped by a workplace. Um, so we take a full verbal brief about what the accountabilities of the role are, any challenges, what the perks of working for that organization is, and what kind of person they think would be really suitable within that role and then we set a really solid timeline from there we put together a really solid recruitment campaign and a sourcing strategy so that means that we could be writing a job ad and posting it on seek we could also be going through our database and doing a bit of a search on there Mm -hmm. Um, we could be looking at the back end of linkedin so we have access to everybody on linkedin as well as seek Um, there are multiple different ways in which we can tap into candidate pools Um, and then from there you move on to the candidate now with the candidate it could be that it's a candidate that we're already aware of that Mm -hmm. we've been registering and we've been talking to or it could be somebody that we come across through through the sourcing strategy once we identify that on paper that candidate looks great we will then do a phone screen where we delve a little bit deeper and you get a really good sense of how they communicate um Mm -hmm. you know who they are as a person and then we get them in to meet with us so we either get them here in the office or we'll go and meet them for a coffee and talk through who they are what their career history is what their you know experiences are in terms of their skill set and the Mm -hmm. types of businesses that they've worked for um, and really get to know who they are as a person so what are their motivations what do they do on the weekend have they got 
commitments that are going to make make it a bit difficult to commit to the role full time or do they need flexibility really understand what's going to drive them and why this role is important to them are they doing it to make a beautiful life for their children are they doing it because they want to travel the world when covid's over yeah. you know what is it that they want to achieve um from there then we shortlist and we usually get three candidates as our final three from there we go back out to the client and we present candidate profiles so a profile is essentially it's made from the basis of the resume of the candidate and we don't really change that we want it to really reflect who they are as a person but we do remove their personal information to make sure that we are the conduit between the two parties and that we are the representative representative mm-hmm. um we also create a bit of a commentary which highlights some things that maybe don't jump out from a resume. So key fact, people only review a resume for six seconds, which yeah. is ludicrous. Yeah. I know. So you can imagine the amount of information that you're missing. And a lot of people will just look for keywords. And if they're not there, they'll kind of disregard that candidate. So it's our job to bring that candidate to life. So we do that through that written commentary. We also do one reference check to just validate what we're saying, because obviously we're going to say the candidate's great, but we need somebody else to say that too. (laughs) Um, And then we'll do a verbal presentation and talk through the candidate's achievements, their competencies, what it is that they want in terms of opportunity and motivations and lock interviews in there. So then from there, our work in terms of, yeah, so we, we then get the candidate locked in with a client and we do some career coaching, interview coaching with a candidate, more references, make sure that everybody maintains that engagement piece throughout. Um, and hopefully the client comes back to us with a preferred candidate. We make a verbal offer and that's the deal done. Um, but in terms of relationship, it doesn't end there. We stay very yeah. close to both the candidates and clients once they've started to make sure that they've been onboarded, that the expectation is the reality um, and to make sure there's no surprises on the way. But of course, we're dealing with people and life does get in the way. So it's not always as smooth as that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. A huge role. What I loved that you mentioned a few times is when you're looking at the client, you think about the culture and when you're looking at the candidate, you try to work out who they are. And I think so often, even me now looking at what jobs do I want to do? It's always about what skills you have or what what do you want to achieve? But it's actually way more important to enjoy where you are, enjoy where you're working oh, and know so who you are. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's We really spend useful. most of our time at work. So you want to make sure that it's somewhere where you feel you can be your true authentic self, that you feel valued, that you feel you're adding value and you're taking something away at the end of the day that, you know, you're really proud of, I guess. Yeah, no, amazing. So if someone is looking to fill a job and wants a job, what is the most important thing for them to look into on their own and to also know about themselves when they go into applying for jobs? Yeah, really good question. I just did a video about this on my LinkedIn. Um, And I think it all comes back down to candidate authenticity and how that will allow you to be best placed in the market. You're not going to get away with things if you're pretending to be something. So what I would say is that only apply for jobs that you really, really want with businesses that you really, really like the sound of. Do your research. So you need to, when I'm interviewing candidates, I know that they're invested if they've gone above and beyond and you're not just regurgitating information from the website for that business. You've really done your due diligence. So that's probably one tip. Secondly, I'd say 
you know, we meet people all day, every day. Yeah, so I think standing up from the crowd as a candidate is really important. So making sure that you're really well presented. You don't have to be in a, you know, suit and tie. Whatever's going to look smart but reflect your personality is important. And then I think the really important thing to do as well is always follow up. Um, So whether it's that you just put an application in, call the recruiter, introduce yourself, whether you've just met with a recruiter, send them an email to say thanks for taking time out. Those little things will just make you more memorable for that recruiter. So, you know, they'll either feel more aligned with you or they'll think of you when another role comes up. Yes. So I guess that's all about networking so then what would be your number one networking tip or slash and what you were saying about standing out what's the biggest thing that you remember of someone doing that made them stand out oh good a question hmm look I think always I think what a really important tool in your kind of applying for jobs toolkit is your LinkedIn profile so you need a LinkedIn profile that's really informative, that you're active on, you're posting really valuable content or engaging content. I think as well, um, candidates that stand out to me are always somebody that has a really good sense of energy and it's always the follow-up. The follow-up is really, really important. Um, so yeah, whether it's text, call, email, LinkedIn message, there are so many ways that we can stay connected. But for me, it really shows that you want the role if you persist with that contact. Yeah. Now, I'm you know, I'm not meaning harassing, but stay in touch with me. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. How... I'm not sure if it even really matters, but how long after would you say contact? 12 hours straight after, 24 or? Um, I think it all depends. And I don't think there is a kind of one rule fits all. Whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever feels true to yourself. If you come out of an interview and you think, wow, that went amazing. I just want to say thank you, then do it. If you have to run off and go to your current job or go and look after your children or you've got to go back to school or whatever the case may be I think whatever's going to work for you but always just a really true to yourself message that can represent who you are and build that authentic relationship with your recruiter is fine whenever it is no that makes sense and so I guess this is pretty similar on the same wavelength again any tips for interviews yes yes absolutely um The biggest thing that will derail people is nerves. Mm -hmm. So really take some time to make sure that you're as well prepared as you can be. Now, if you don't know the area where the interview is very well, do a practice route, whether you're driving, getting public transport, just try it once ahead of time to make sure you you know how long it's going to take, you know where to park, you know where the bus stop is, all that kind of stuff. You don't want to be getting there and feeling rattled or late, which is even worse. Secondly, in terms of it's still in that preparation phase, make sure that you've done your research. So if you've got a position description that details what the role expectation and accountabilities are, make sure you've fully devoured that. You can take notes as well and take them with you as a bit of a prompt in case you do become nervous. Um, I would always say have a look at the interview panel on LinkedIn um, 
and make sure you know who they are. People are always impressed if you know about them. People love talking about themselves. So (laughs) (laughs) do that, um, and that will help you stand out as well. Um, Thirdly, make sure that you're really well presented. So again, it needs to be an appropriate kind of choice of clothing. Mm -hmm. So work out whether they're a corporate company. Um, If it's going to be on a building site, you're not going to want to rock up in, you know, a corporate outfit, but you need to kind of judge your audience and go from there. Always talk to your recruiter. Make sure that they've given you as much information as they can. A good recruiter will always be happy to do interview preparation with you as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's all about having the confidence in yourself and being really true to yourself. Again, it comes back to that authenticity piece, showing them who you are, giving them a bit of your personality, but having very considered answers. So Mm -hmm. I always say make sure you prepare some behavioral-based question answers. So... A lot of companies will ask you a scenario mm-hmm. and expect you to give an example of something that you've done previously. And the reason that they do that is because past behaviors are a really good indication of future behaviors. Yeah. So if you can really articulate a really specific example, it shows, it gives credibility um, to what you're saying because you've already done it before. Yeah, it makes sense. And I love that you keep on coming back to the word authenticity. I love that word. And it does. There's no point pretending to be someone that you're not and getting the job but not enjoying it anyway because it was never meant for you or never right for you. Exactly, exactly. And you don't want to go to all that effort if it's not going to be something that you actually want to do and that's going to excite you and and get up and and get out there because there are so many different kind of roles that you can go for that you may as well make it the right one. Yes, amazing. I just want to graduate now and I want to go to an interview and just practice. And I'm like, I want to experience this and learn more. And... But yeah, soon, well, I soon. want to register you. I know. Uh, soon. Anyway. Um, and I know that there's a lot of ways for recruiters to specialize or that they'll specialize in specific industries. And how do you go about choosing a specialization or like we were talking about before, do you kind of just fall into a specific area and market? Yeah, um, I absolutely fell into the business services division Mm -hmm. um, and I'd always kind of done admin-based roles, so it it made sense. Um, I definitely couldn't recruit within the accounting and finance space because I just do not get excited by that at all. But because I feel quite well aligned with the marketing vertical and I've had experiences previously within those spaces, it was a really natural progression for me to step into this space. Um, So I think you need to be able to understand, you know, if you weren't a recruiter, would you be an accountant or would you be a digital marketer? Uh, What is it that you would be doing and who do you feel connected to when you talk to candidates? Is it the accounting people? Is it a salesperson? And whoever you feel that connection with and you understand and and get excited by. So I love the marketing space because I really enjoy talking to creative people Mm -hmm. and looking at how their mind works. And and there's also a really big commercial impact that those people can make on a business. So they're really business savvy and that fascinates me. So anything that's going to interest you as an industry is where you should gravitate towards. Seems very logical makes sense (laughs) love answers like that it's I'm just loving how passionate you are and how I just love that you want that for everybody as well and expect that for everybody and I'm also a big believer that just everybody should be able to find a job that makes them come alive but at times I've been told that's naive or like you just need a job to make money and but 
I think like no one else is going to fight for your happiness or fight to get you a job that makes you want to get up in the morning. So may as well, even if it means, yeah, you get called naive or something. So love that you're affirming that for me as well. Yeah. And look, everyone works hard to get the job that they want. So it's Mm -hmm. never going to be just handed to you. But if you want it enough, you will persist, you will practice, you will hone your craft. I'm still learning. I'm still definitely learning. And I love that. I don't want to get complacent. I want to keep striving to be the best that I can be. Amazing. So then if you could go back and give your 15-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Trust the process. (laughs) I think I used to catastrophize. I used to overanalyze everything and I'd worry about things that never even eventuated. So if there's, I don't have any regrets because I think you learn from every experience that you go through, but I wish I had just a little bit more faith and trusted that what will be will be, and it will be the right path for me in the end. Yeah. And I guess then I was wondering if, I think that is wonderful advice and so many people go back and tell that. Do you think there's a tangible way to learn that now, like as a 17-year-old, or is it something that you do only learn once you've had to go through the process? I think I had to go through it. Yeah. Um, I think experiences teach you a lot and, you know, it might seem like the worst thing at the time, but in hindsight, everything that you go through will make you a stronger and better person, more resilient, which is imperative in Mm -hmm. recruitment, um, and really character forming. So I think in terms of being in in high school and, you know, working out where you want to go and what path you should take, trust your gut, try Mm -hmm. it all, try the things that you want to, don't try the things that you don't want to, stay true to yourself and and trust the process, go through it, see what you can learn from it and reflect. Round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) So, so good. And so is there anything else that you would like to say or pass on or anything about recruitment or life in general that doesn't have to be, but? Um. I think what you're doing is absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I love your podcast. I've been listening to it. You're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for your time and the words and just your passion. I think that's special to be able to hear. And that was the wonderful Lois. Wow, I am sure that you found that just as helpful and beneficial as I did for a range of reasons. Definitely, if you're interested in working in the recruitment world, I'm sure that gave you lots of tips. Even though it's interesting how much we talked about just falling into it and how it's your experiences that lead you there. What I loved probably most about this conversation is that Lois just reflected back to me so many things that I have thought about how you have to take opportunities even if you're not sure where they lead and that every single thing you do will give you experiences and teach you more about yourself that will ultimately help you end up where you want to be. And so if you just keep pursuing your passions, keep going after things that make you feel energized and excited, then it will work out and it'll end up in a job that you love, in a career that you love and a life that you love, but you also have to work hard to help you get there. And that is exactly what I've been realizing and processing and loving and really trying to adopt this year within my own life. And it's part of the reason why I am having a gap year next year and giving myself the time and the opportunity and the space to work out what my passions are and to pursue those and work hard. But 
make it work out into a life that I want to lead that makes me joy-filled and passionate whilst also helping people. And so, yes, I want you to believe and know that you are also capable of achieving the same and having a job and a career in a place that you are passionate and you find inspiring if you focus on who you are and focus on those experiences and trusting the process. I loved that final piece of advice. So thank you so much once again to Lois. You can find her on LinkedIn or anywhere else that you want to if you want to contact her and find out a little bit more about recruitment. That would be amazing. And I hope you have a fabulous week. I hope you're one step closer to knowing what you want to do. But even if you don't know what you want to do, like we learned today, it is way more important to know who you are and what you love. So with that, I hope you have a fabulous week. And good luck, Charlie. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie. Bye, 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 bye.